Hey, what's really going on? It's Boots Riley. I'm the writer and director of Sorry to Bother You. You are now listening to Two Dope Teachers and a Microphone. Keep it locked right here. No texting. Good afternoon, Two Dope Nation. How y'all doing? Doing good. So uh, I'm Gerardo Munoz. Your boy, Kevin Adams. And we are Two Dope Teachers in a Mic. We have this incredible opportunity right now. Do you want to talk about our guests that we have up here? We, we again, are at the uh, conference on racial and social justice, the NEA conference, and we have the pleasure of having... I think our number one greatest guest that we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, this is a man who has influenced me through his lyrics. I influenced both of us. Yep. We quote his lines routinely on this podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, he is a auteur. He is a force. And uh, we just want to welcome Boots Riley Boots to the Riley. Pi- podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> Thank you. So we just had this incredible experience. I think a lot of folks are familiar with the music that you make, with the coup and with... Uh, and, and through that sort of vein of hip hop, I think a lot of people in the room just learned about your social justice roots. Can you talk a little bit about what brought you into the forefront of this justice work and engaging and amplifying the work that are ha- that's happening in communities? Well, what brought me into the work, uh, not necessarily in the forefront, but I, um, <laughs> I, I started uh, helping uh, farm workers in Central California Valley uh, started uh, helping them organize. So they had a summer project w- where I went and helped run off flyers, and um, they were creating something called the Anti-Racist Farm Workers Union, which was off, which which was some b- folks that split off from the uh, from from the United Farm Workers because because at the time United Farm Workers were helping immigration to deport people yes and and so these were more radical folks that were like we're going to create the anti-racist farm workers union and um i went and they you know and and it was like just it it was boot camp basically because they'd be going to work in the fields you know leaving at three in the morning they'd be like okay it's your job to uh to to make the caravan for the day to organize it here's the phone list of phone numbers here's things get, get the signs made yeah. Yeah. figure out what the route is, and you're like yeah. i'm only 15 you know and so and so through that i got a good school about how power actually works yeah, yeah. no doubt that's incredible so 15 years old you're out there yeah. uh doing the work and, and supporting these movements that, that have happened um what is it about educational justice in schools that resonates with you um, you said some incredible words up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Kevin and I, we're sitting there, we just keep looking at each other like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that's it, that's it. So what yeah. is it that got you interested in this uh, in this movement around school? Well, uh, you know, well, one, having gone through school, school. and having, <laughs> <laughs> being a major part of what, what formed me and knowing that that's, for most humans, a major part of that, uh, uh, you know, um, also understanding that uh, teachers teach not only in the classroom, but, and, but, but what 
what the students go through, what they see in their life, that teaches them yeah. a lot. And so I think it's really important uh, that people see teachers fighting for the things that they need. And also to understand that uh, a, a lot of the times teachers understand their power and the power they have. So a lot that, that, that understanding that the teachers aren't only fighting for their well-being, uh, and, and not only is their well-being attached to you know the, uh, how well uh, education uh, is going, mm -hmm. but it's also that they're fighting for other things that have to do with the students right. and have to do with the larger community. So um, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that about those fights right. that 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 teachers became teachers often because it would because they wanted to see. You know, they want to see people learn. They want to see education. And then they get in there and they under, they learn that they're going to have to be the ones to reshape education, you know, yeah, no through and, and the, you know, the way they have power in that is not just through uh, electing people who are going to appoint the right people. It's through, you know, being able to shut it down, being able to use that threat yeah. of withholding labor to say, this is what we want. These are our demands, you know, yeah. and we'll shut it all down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I was struck by your words when we, uh, you were speaking um, at the keynote uh, because I, I think about our own experience in Denver and our teacher strike. And, uh, you know, how many teachers were unwilling to really carry it and push it further? Because the, they made the first offer and we accepted right mm -hmm. off the bat, you know, and, I, and we accepted in the middle of the night. Like, if teachers woke up, they were like, do I go back to work today? Do I stay? Yeah. Uh, are we still on the line uh, picketing? And I think it's really important. And I think another thing that and came I, up for us. I think with things like that, because I don't know about the yeah. Denver strike, but in other ones that I've seen, is sometimes the, um, the, the local leadership uh, ha doesn't have a gauge of how how much the yep. teachers are yep. actually willing to fight. Yeah. And, they, yeah. and they accept yep. things yep. based on you know this this misconception yep. that yep. that people you know if you got people out there fighting often they they want to win the yep. thing that they came for yep right yep. Yep. and so we we've, we've seen that it doesn't just happen with teachers it happens in a lot of struggles yep. and you know if people of the leadership being more being less radical than than the the than the base yep yep and uh, and i think some of that has to do with having you know having there be uh, better channels of communication, better ways to gauge where yep. folks are. Yep. And also, you know, one thing that organizers and quote unquote leaders are supposed to do is is help push people towards the direction, yeah, you know, yeah. help influence them yeah, no doubt. to no doubt. make the choices that 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 are that are good. You know, I mean, you think about you know, even when we talk about things that are non-labor struggles like, you know, uh, civil rights movement certain aspects of it mm -hmm. all those orations we hear are organizers trying to get people to move to the left yep yep you yeah. know yeah they're yeah, not absolutely. just saying yeah. you know that's the whole point if you're you know and and so i think sometimes it's not where where the teachers are yep, yep. it's yep. it's it's how how um sometimes some of us as organizers have been taught um in this sort of to, to, to try to be certain, you have to be responsible yep, yep, to yep. folks, but I think there has to be a way to 
communicate and also to agitate to get people to understand yeah, no doubt. when the fight needs to happen yeah no or longer and, yeah, and you reference the the strike in LA and and the shutdown of the entire city around uh, around a school strike um, something that you said just keeps on ringing in my mind, and, and this is the idea of disrupting and dismantling capitalist systems, right? This idea that, you know, uh, Kevin mentioned. We've our, had this going our, back. Yeah, our first, our first offer debate. we get, we're like, okay, cool, we'll get it. Because in a way, like, we kind of want to make a statement, but we're not necessarily willing to push it to its logical conclusion. Um, the, the end of capitalism in schools, what, what would that bring? If we are able to put aside the the notion that our schools need to be feeding this um, educational industrial complex, yeah, yeah. Oh, how do like what would that look like if we were able to do that? You you'd have education that's closer to the truth, right? Because so much of what we're taught is you know in a non-threatening way to the yeah. establishment. So yeah. in the service of the establishment. Like even, yeah. even when you like, just, yeah. if you just were to look at history and the things that are yeah. left out of, That's right. of history and yeah. how they're taught. Yep. And, and, and even in, in it, you know, through textbooks that aren't necessarily considered uh, conservative or whatever, right. you know, they're leaving out the, the, they're leaving out the impetus of it, which is community involvement. And so, cause yep. even after capitalism, there's going to that, the only way to keep that yep. is for people, for the community to be engaged and for people to yeah, be in struggle. No doubt, yep. So no doubt. you'll have a, a you know, a, something that, that is closer to truth. And then you'll also have, you know, we, we talk about this idea when we say education is the key. That should be like education is the key to feeling enlightened about yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what they mean is education is key for you to get a job, job. that you can It'd pay the work. rent. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and actually, you know, the, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That's right. That's, you no, know, that's, that's right. right. Often that's it right. doesn't. So, <laughs> yep. but what about an education system that, that taught us just more about the, the, the world, you know, things that weren't based on only, community, was, wasn't right? only like, okay, you're going to be able to get a job yeah. that does this and does that. So these are the, the only things you need to know. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it would be an education system that kept going yeah. even yep. as you got yep. a job yep. Yep. That, that, that went throughout your whole life. A culture of learners. Yeah. yeah. So when, um, what do you see as the connection between art and activism? Well, I think um, art is, is communication. That's, you know, it's, yeah. it's someone putting forward, their, putting forward an idea. Mm -hmm. No matter what that idea is, you know, it's someone putting forward that idea. And, um, and so human beings, it's, it's the duty of all human beings to change the world for the better. And so I, I think that, that um, you know, if we're thinking about that, even if you're not trying to make art that says, this is exactly how I think the world should change. If, you're com if, if that's who you are as a person, it will come out in your art, even if you're just making a love story, mm -hmm. yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, or even if you're just telling the tale of this thing that happened on one day, yeah. that'll come out in your, in your world view. Right. And so I, I think, you know, if we're trying to get, trying to get people to uh, take power in their daily lives, get involved in, in things. I think it's important to speak the language that people are speaking. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, and, and that language that we're consuming, that we're speaking, um, all, a lot of that falls under art, falls under music, falls under film, falls under television. Um, all of these things are, and paintings, whatever, 
we got to speak all the languages that 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 uh, people are being spoken to in. Yeah, that, that I mean that's absolutely powerful, right? Because when we start seeing the role that the creative arts has done, I mean, we over here we have this incredible booth of of um, of silk screened like protest posters, and, and we start looking at the role that that the arts have done to get people to imagine liberation and imagine what freedom looks like and feels like and tastes like and sounds like. Um, I, I think that's why I think that's why it's so easy to cut the arts in schools, right? Because that's the kind of thing that's going to get kids thinking beyond you know, the material gains that an education will get yeah. you. Um, and, and here's the thing, and, and the, you know, which reminds me, there's a certain trend to try to get art funded where they're like, um, let's teach music because it teaches kids math. Let's teach <laughs> yeah, 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 rap right. because yeah, it teaches right. literacy. I mean, no, let's teach music because music allows people to express themselves. That's right. That's right. The same That's right. way teaching them to write an essay does. That's right. Yeah. Let's teach, you know, painting because we need people to express themselves and, and it is a value in and of itself. Like yep. hip hop yep. shouldn't be yep. taught because it teaches math. Hip hop yeah. <laughs> should be taught because it is the most influential literary movement right. in the hist in the last couple hundred years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And and for people to be encouraged to to create through that that medium is is literacy in and of itself. Yeah, you, you've got me thinking about all the conversations I had with my parents about, well, why are you going to major in that? Why do you want to study that? That's right. And like now, now you've got me thinking about, well, <laughs> because it's it's a way to be me, right? And it's a way to try to put something positive in the world and and do and just do that work. And, which is and here's the thing: a lot of that, okay, a lot of that is is uh, you know our family wants us to survive like our family right. knows that it's right. crabs in a barrel <laughs> yep, and they're right. like you that's need right. to be yep. the crab that gets out yep and yep. but yep. but yep. if yep. we're as a community <laughs> we can't and, and so therefore they're like get this get yours particular thing that yeah. will get you that job yep. on the on on and as a community though we can't think that way because we know that only lets a couple people out yep. and then we also know that you can get that thing, and you're, most people don't have a job in the in the uh, degree that they got a that yep, yep, in, yep, that they yep, got a yep, you got a degree and you got a job that you needed. And and so you know the the thing is is that we have to look at education in a different way. You know we've shaped it to try to meet industry. Yeah, and the, yep, those folks that run the industry yeah, they don't you know like. You know, we've got an industry of people learning coding, for instance, and <laughs> they, right. they don't know anything else but how to do these yeah. things. And therefore, they only know how to, I mean, you know, I don't know, like they, they're spending <laughs> so much time doing this stuff that they don't know about much else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, you well, know, very how quickly robust. things even so, so even some yeah. of the folks that end up like, let's take some of those folks that learn coding and stuff. They end up being hackers for a second, like anonymous. Yeah. And then, but then it's so easy if you just look at the news to turn them into FBI. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Because that's they haven't right. learned. That's exactly they haven't, that's right. They're not that's connected right. to anything else. And so we've have, we have this education system that's that's supposedly helping a couple people be the crabs get out of the barrel. Yeah. But for everybody, it's not helping them to, to, that's to learn. That's right. Success versus liberation, are. right? Liberation is big picture. Liberation is community And liberation is turning, is, 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 is turn, is, that's right. Do it. Is turning the bucket <laughs> over so that all the crabs that's right. get out. That's right. You that's get right. lots of snaps that's out right. there. I don't know if you uh, got <laughs> lots of snaps coming so, from the audience. As teachers, like what I'm always thinking about is is what can I do to make sure my students have the best experience and be and become who they want to be. So 
and we and we are always delving into our own educational experiences. But when you think about your own educational experience, are there things that teachers did that significantly impacted you positively or negatively? Yeah, for better or for worse. Because we know not every teacher out there is impacting students positively. Oh, I mean, definitely. And <laughs> a lot of the, the teachers that impacted, like, um, you know, uh, I, I had this teacher, Miss Satterfield. She died later of, of cancer. Yes. Um, and she was at Oakland High. And she, you know, my writing, she really encouraged me. And she was talking to me all the time about how beautiful it was and how great it was. Nice. I remember I came back, like I, I hadn't been back to school since I graduated. And I came back like eight years later. And I saw her and, and um, I was like, hey, it's me, Raymond. And she was like, who? <laughs> she was, she, she was like, you know, and and she didn't remember me. Right. And it, and it was because she. That's what she did that for all her students. Did. That was just yeah, what yeah, she yeah. Did. You yeah. know, that that's what she did for all Everybody. her students. You really encouraged me. Okay. Yeah, make, good ones make you feel special. Yeah. yeah. I was special, right? They're like, oh, what was your name again? Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I and I think. Were you a good student? Uh, I mean. In your own definition of it. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I mean, I, early on, I was, you know, good. And then I figured out that I could just pass the tests yeah. and not do the homework. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that's what I did. So I was like, if I could get an A on the test and not do the homework, I'll get a C. And, um, <laughs> and a C is passing. You know, and so I did that. But then you get to the age where you start cutting and not showing up for the test. Uh -huh. yeah. So then that, yeah, yeah. that ends up being. So I don't know if I was a, a a good student but what got me to be a better student was i, I started getting involved in organizing yes. and so then uh, then then i was reading all of these things because i was interested in them yeah. and because yeah. they had to do with with the struggle and i would show up to class just to argue with the teacher yes, yes. right yes and i feel like that was your whole education kev <laughs> a little bit a little bit i did a little bit of that a little bit of that yeah and so and so it it made me really engage. I mean, an example of that is um, there was a, a, a South African youth group called the Young Comrades, and um, they were part of the Soweto uprising. They came out of that, and yep. part of the whole boycott of the, the the school system that happened for many years. But I saw an interview that happened with them in like 1982, while nobody was going to school, and these are 13 year olds. Yep. Yep. And they were talking about Reagan and the, 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 the trade policies that were happening between the U.S. and Europe and the Soviet Union yep. and how that had to, and, and they were talk, they, they were, they had literature references. And the reason why is because they were engaged in struggle. So all of these ideas, <laughs> all of these things had a meaning that they could place within their head and their education yep. um, became you know more so than they they would have gotten now now the best of both worlds is to be in school yep. and yep. be yep. involved yep. in yep. the struggle yep. Yep. but in this case <laughs> the point is is that a lot of students tune out because you know they're they're being they they even even if it's unconsciously understand they're just being taught the things that they yep. need to get by to get a job as opposed to the things that they need to change the world around them yeah. Yeah. and many of them will you know like it's it's not you know it, it you know they they memorize all sorts of other things that yeah. they're That's interested right. in That's they right. know all these things. that is right and it's because they see a connection to their life but if we have something that 
is actually trying to change the world. And I've seen teachers do this. There was a teacher named Sarah Fuchs at Castlemont High School in the 90s, and she was getting her kids involved in, um, she was getting her kids in, in, involved in uh, the Mumia, uh, yeah. Free Mumia yeah. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and all those students that got involved started getting really involved in school and really wanting to talk about these things, and, and, and it made them see themselves in the world, you know, and which 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 gave them the impetus for 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 other stuff. Now, because of all that, the school um, tried to fire her. Of course, and, yeah, of course, and, of course. That's and how the it students works. shut yeah, the school down. There you go. That's right. <laughs> and got her rehired. Yeah. Right. And 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 because they, you know, but they, but 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 my point is, I think, you know. That, that being involved in changing the world around you makes you understand how important you are. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think that's, that's such a powerful statement. And you made the statement in your keynote that, you know, it's one thing to teach history, but it's another thing to apply it, right? Yeah. So, I, so how, do, you know, I, I've never understood this myself when I see teachers teaching about protest movements, but not sort of saying, Having students and there are things right now that people are protesting. There are things right now affecting your communities and, and bringing it to life, that application, what are you going to do with this? I think that's such an important like driving question for all of us that you pose to us. It's like, how are you applying this? And if you can't apply it, why are you teaching it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's definitely what I feel, you know, and I think what came up in our Denver teacher strike is, uh, you know, why aren't teachers willing to walk out for issues like Black Lives Matter. No, that's right. Or that's for our yep. um, immigrant children, you know, yep. to make sure. And so I think this bigger picture of application of having the kids learn by watching us engage in activism or them engaging in activism themselves is really critical. Yeah. And yeah. and maybe teachers are willing. Yep. I don't know if it's been put up for for uh, a, a vote. And also, also um, there's an idea of what, you know, in in some of these talks of what the community will accept. Yep, yep, yep. And and those things. So that comes. That's where the organizers come in. Is showing, right. you know, where the world is at in relationship to where teachers are at or where yep. anyone is yep. at, and 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 how those things can can come to pass. Um, and and because it it might not. Maybe it's not something uh, as much of a national policy. Maybe there's something like I said, like a a a a. a, a Young person of color gets murdered by the police. Yep. Right. Those teachers showing that they are that that they are connected with the community, that does a lot. That changes also yep. their relationship with the students. Absolutely. As well. Yep. Um, and 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 so, but so I think that 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 and and then on the other hand, those students, especially if they're in high school, in a few years, they're they're thought of as non-students and the community yep. that's right yep. and that changed right. or their teachers yep 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 right yep and 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 so what we're doing right now is shaping not only what's happening in the profession of teaching mm -hmm. what you're doing but but in the the broader community yeah yeah and and when you talk about capitalism and and really trying to you know destroy it or alter it or you know uh, do something to it, right? Right. Well, I believe that we should have a we should have a world in which the people democratically control the wealth that we create with our labor. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, and what? So, and that's where actual power is. Is 
is where the wealth is created. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, so I think showing that gives people more of an idea, like how, you know, we teach all these tidbits of history. And so beyond the applying it, a lot of it is confusing to a lot of people. I know this happened on this day. I know that happened on that date. And the why is always told in this little small detail that doesn't have right. to yeah, do. Yeah, very quick. You know, it's yeah. like so-and-so got assassinated, so this happened. But no, often it's not, there's not a general idea of how society is working yep. to do this. And, and, and often also what comes up in school is an idea of what's going on around us that's confusing. Right. So, for example, if you're teaching in communities of color, often... Uh, you know, often one of the subjects is uh, violence and, yep, yep, and, and yep. gun violence, people killing each other. And a lot of times, we'll, because we don't have an analysis of class that teaches us how capitalism works, yep. right. we look for answers. And so we're like, oh, people are violent because of, you know, their family yep, yep. or they're violent because they're not, they don't. They're not being taught the right things. They don't. They right. haven't been taught how to get a job, and well, all of these things the make sense if you don't look. And 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 they don't make sense because we try to fix them in that way. Yep. But the truth is, is this, and this is what we need to be teaching: is that capitalism must have a certain amount of unemployed people in order to yep. exist. Yep. Yep. Right. If and a certain you, amount of people who are just ridiculously rich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But 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 if you have no, if you have zero unemployment, then you have then then people that have a job can demand whatever wage they want and they don't even need a union they can be yep. like you can't <laughs> fire me give me 30 an hour yep. give me 50 an hour yep. 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 right so you see uh, publications like Wall Street Journal and Financial Times publicly worrying when the unemployment rate goes low not it's not, too low. not, <laughs> not <laughs> that they think it'll ever be at zero but as it goes low in real time wages come up yep yep, yep. And in real time, stocks go down, and 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 because profits are going down, and so they worry that when as the unemployment rate goes low. So what this means is, if you have a system in which there must be a certain amount of unemployed people, that means you have a system in which there must be a certain amount of unemployed people that need to eat. Yep. yep. Right. And and then they that means they have to get involved in illegal business yep. because they're not going to let themselves starve. And if you have illegal business, you have the same violence that legal business that's right, has. That's right. All legal, all business, legal and illegal, uses violence. Yep. You, we're in this convention center. The hotel next door can't decide to build a golf course through because whoever owns the convention center is going to be like, no, we have the deed. That deed doesn't mean shit unless there's people with guns called police right. that that's are going right. to enforce it. There you go. Always. And those are, there you and, go. and 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 it's always that. It's all you know. Um, uh, w- back in the 20s, when liquor was illegal, if you robbed the liquor dude, the police come, the the the, the gangsters come yep, after yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. Right, now yep. it's legal. You rob the liquor dude, the police, police come, come after you. Yeah. 20 years ago in Oakland, you rob the weed dude, you probably get away with it. But maybe a few <laughs> gangsters yeah. might come okay. after yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's legal. You rob the weed dude, the police come after you. Here's the thing. We're teaching, and 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 so here here here's the thing. So all of these folks. Are, all they're doing is regulating 
they're regulating their business. You can't, if you're a dope dealer, you can't go to court and say, Your Honor, we're supposed to get a whole key of cocaine. Clearly, this is half baking soda. <laughs> I demand restitution. That's right. That's right. That's you can't, right. There's there's no zoning commission yeah. and say yep. where you say this block was only zoned there's no for state two, sponsored violence. two yeah. uh, cocaine vendors. Yeah. We need a permit for this third one. Right. You can't do that. No. So so uh, so illegal business practitioners regulate themselves. And so therefore, that's where violence comes from. And out of that, yes, a culture comes because out of whatever business is going on, a culture comes out of teaching. There's a yep. culture that comes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you have a fishing village. You know, there's a culture that comes. If you want that fishing village to sing agricultural songs, you're going to have to move them to where (laughs) there is dirt to plant in. Because you start singing them them agricultural (laughs) songs, they might like it. They might like the tune, but they're not going to start. If they start singing, they're going to change it to being about fishing. So if we (laughs) want to change that, we got to teach not only that, that that what this means is that if you want to get rid of that violence. Yeah. You gotta have a whole different economic system. That's right. And That's now, right. and and so that also has to do with how we teach our students about what's happening with violence, and and that it's not just a mindset. Yeah, yeah. There's some of that that has to do with culture and stuff like that. But at the at the basis of it is, if you want to stop violence, we gotta change the whole system. And showing them that hey, this struggle we're about to go on strike, and it's about that. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Having no, that big. I picture. think I think that's uh, really important. Uh, this bigger idea of understanding the culture that we're trying to create, and I feel like at times uh, in Denver public schools, we're asked to create, you know, to just replicate the culture of oppression that exists. Right. And and we are, you know, try to uh, people try to convince us that somehow these reforms. Are going to lead to the liberation. Well, they're it's just empo- really replicating. It's empowerment, right? Like that's what we call empowerment in our district. Is that we want the kids to be to grow up and fully participate in this system and reap all of its bene- all of its like material benefits without actually looking what the system is actually serving and what and what the overall purpose of the system is. And and be, let me be clear: we need some we need reforms, but but we need to to that we gain through movements yes right and teaching and using those to teach that struggle is what gets these things changed but also with the with the radical vision of where we want to go right yep yep after that and and that these are reforms on the way to this larger movement this larger societal change Yeah. yeah and when you were talking uh in your keynote you mentioned and it, it changed my perspective because you mentioned 51% of millennials supporting socialism, 43% of all people supporting socialism. Right. And the way I think it's presented in the media is like, this is so unrealistic. Look, only 43% of the people are there, or only 51% of the people are there. But I think what, what you helped me see is this bigger picture is it's a, a long-term movement. Yeah. And that if we're at 43 and 51% right now, where are we going to be? And think about the percentage on the other side of that that wouldn't say that yep, out loud, yep, right, yep. you know, but, 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 but right. agree with a lot of the, the 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 things that are being said. So a lot of that is is you know, a, a, you know, of of course there are people that that and they would go along with a lot of those people taking that poll didn't understand there was another fifty one percent. Yep. That agree, yep. You yep, know, yep. So there are people that are influenced by where they think the rest of the world is. Yep. At. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, it's incredible um, to just like 
I don't know, you, you have this like moment where you actually start thinking about what's possible and, and what kind of society we want to build. And, uh, and just so those words are so important, like what is the big picture of what we want to uh, accomplish with, with young people in our, in our schools? And so I think I think we have a little, just a couple minute more or so with you. We thank you so much. But I I, I think we would both be disappointed. What's your thoughts about the state of hip hop today? Mm. <laughs> I had to get into that question. What What are your thoughts? Well, here's the thing: is that you know, um, when we were when 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 we were first coming out. There was a lot of people that liked hip hop from 10 years ago that was like, oh, look at the state of hip hop today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. it's always going to be there. There's going to be, you know, different movements that 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 we you know, artistically that we don't understand that we don't, you know. And while at the, I can say that I'm not into some of the new styles yes. that are coming out and I can say, yeah, like, yeah. oh, we would have thought that was weak. Like, <laughs> it's not that it's new. It's like that was around and we no, just yeah, thought yeah, it was weak. Yeah. <laughs> However, I understand that it's really there's no objective truth in that. Right. Mm. Yeah. There's it's just yep. about people are making art on the wavelength that connects to people where where they're at right now. And, and you know, I'm I, who am I to say about whether it's objectively good or not? I mean, I think some of the things, you know, like the, the I, I've definitely been known as a lyricist, but I think that. Some, there's something to be said about stuff that's called lyricism that is really not try, not about connecting to people. That's mm -hmm, more like, mm -hmm. you know, mentally masturbating and, and really and, <laughs> and you can't you can't really, um, you know, you can't really judge it because they're just using a whole bunch of words. Yep, yep. And, you know, look at these words I looked up in the dictionary <laughs> and, you know, and. And, you know, oh, I'm, I did this many similes, that many metaphors, so therefore it's good. And you can't really judge it by that. The way you no, judge right. art is right. how does it connect to people? Yep. What does it make people feel? Yep. What does it make people think? And because I didn't kind of grow up with that stuff, I can't say, you know, I'll say this. One time I was, um, when when Jungle was was, oh, yeah. was, yeah. was, yep. was was just coming, I was like, I know I, I thought about it, like, what is this? This is like some, <laughs> you know white people dancing type shit and and then then i then i went to london and to this club called the fridge and went in the basement and everybody was like just grinding on each other and and, the mu and then and the music was playing loud and i looked around i was like oh this is i get it right because you you can't listen to it out of context you have to be part of that world that needs it yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt. And so, no doubt. you know, I'll say I'll say that. And I'll say as far as the content of where hip hop is, that's just us. That's our yeah. fault. Like if there is no yeah. movement. Yeah. Like yeah. I came out of yeah. a movement that created me wanting to put my ideas into this art. If we don't have a movement that's moving people back in their houses while they're being evicted and those, you know, then then we don't have the 12 year old kids seeing that movement and then rapping about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So people aren't going to rap about these ideas that they don't that they don't see around them. Yeah. So we have to make these movements more radical and more visible and 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 actually involved in campaigns that affect people's lives. And that will change the music. And folks, that was our interview with the eminent Boots Riley, creative artist and revolutionary. Uh, you may know him as the creator of Sorry to Bother You um, or of the eminent, incredible, revolutionary hip-hop group, uh, The Coup. 
Um, for Boots Riley, for Kevin Adams, I am Gerardo Munoz, wishing you today and always in this hot summer to stay dope.